broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh, that's Vince Tagliavia. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Monday, Wednesday, Thursdays, 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America, of the Great Awakening versus the Great Reset, of the transhumanistic agenda that is perpetuating its way across the world as we speak. And we are here as, as people standing up against this evil, against this tyranny, exposing the lies, the deception, the deceit that is being uncovered daily in what we call the Great Awakening. And, you know, Vince, when we start looking at what is happening in the world, it's becoming uh, abundantly clear. We just did an Earth Chronicles uh, episode today, and I highly yeah. recommend everybody go watch it. Although it was kind of uh, organized around... A Lord of the Rings, the uh, archetypical and symbolic nature of that movie and that trilogy, that book series, and cool. what Laura Lee actually had to talk about, and me and David actually talked about, was absolutely fantastic of the underlining problem, that, which is occurring right now in this world. And that is that this is a spiritual world, war, and that we forget that sometimes, that we all are fighting with our slings and our arrows here in this physical battlefield. But we forget that the real battle is for the soul of humanity. And I know that some people are like, well, that's just, you know, titty, titty, bang, bang, words right there, soul, no. you know. But no, quite yeah. literally, it is for the soul of humanity. This is the control of the mind, the thoughts, the ideas, the imagination. This is to control the creativity of humanity, to influence it in their own ways, shapes, and forms, and methods. This is to be basically de-evolve humanity while they evolved to something far greater and place themselves on the pedestal of gods dude yeah i'm gonna have to go watch that and uh i can't wait to do it i think that's a fantastic approach to connecting uh, the dots here and i was just driving today and I'm busy from sunrise to sunset, just like That's you good. and a lot of people listening. And I was thinking about the spiritual war in my car as I was going, you know, from uh, one job to the next. And I spent a lot of the morning, any free time I could today, I spent in the dirt, digging, planting, preparing. I'm preparing a pumpkin patch right now and squash patch and stuff, a few rows of preparation. So I'm tending the soil, cementing posts in. There's otter. There's an otter. I was watching an otter. The birds are flying by. The butterflies are checking out the plants. And I'm thinking to myself about life and the spiritual battle in my car, leaving this and with dirt on my hands. And I'm thinking people are living in high rise skyscrapers, apartments and things surrounded by technology and concrete. And what do we have in this world? We have the earth. We have nature. And we have all the things that we put in it. And I think that people miss a large part of this life. And that's nature. People aren't getting out there. People aren't growing plants. People aren't doing things. A lot of people aren't. At least a lot of us do. But I think people are losing touch. And I think we have to find that balance again. I, I think that the root cause of the psychosis that is occurring on this planet right now is this deviation away from nature. Is that, I, I will tell you, you know, I wake up every day. And I have this, this yearning 
to go out in nature, to just go out and do something. Uh, but I have obligations and I have to attend to those obligations. And those obligations are what we call the real world or reality. But at the end of the day, it's I have this, this inner drive, this instinctual uh, resonance inside me that's saying, get back out in nature, go hug a tree, go lay in the ground, you know, do something that gets you out there. And, and I also look at it like this, is that I'm very pattern oriented. Mm-hmm. And so when we observe nature, we learn a great deal about who we are. And we learn a great deal about nature and nature is, uh, we were talking about language earlier, how language predominantly came about. And one of the things that I talked about is that whenever in the evolution of humans, whether this is billions of years ago, millions of years ago, or a hundred thousand years ago, mm-hmm. whenever our vocal cords began to formulate, they formulated in a specific reason in a a specific way that correlated to the environment around it. And when we first started to be able to vocalize sounds, these sounds we would look at, we would look at the moon, we'd look at the sun, we would, we would at the moon and water, these things that were pertinent to our survival. Interesting enough, um, elephants, did did you know that elephants are one of the only um, species on the planet that actually take part in ritual worship? Yeah. They, they worship the moon. And so, oh, wait, every, what? Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. I was thinking not worship. I was thinking more of um, mourning the dead. They worship the moon. They worship the moon. So, this wow. is. Uh, so, religious behaviors in animals. And so, it's African elements. They have el- African elephants have funeral rites. But there's a few different uh, researchers out there from Africa that came out there and discovered that during the full moon and um, half moon phases that elephants get out there and they gather in circles and they um, they speak sounds to the towards the moon. So this is quite wow. interesting because if we imagine this, this is the formulation of, of language because what you're sure. doing is you're attributing a sound, a vibration of sound in the mind to an external object and bringing about meaning for that or whatever that spiritual or intrinsic meaning actually becomes. And so we look at the evolution of, of mankind. Ours is very, very similar in the sense that these words were developed with this very instinctual basis of the environment of our, uh, of nature. And so when we look at it like that, is it nature that induced that within ourselves or us that gave meaning to nature? But when we start thinking about it, it's the patterns in nature that we're replicating and influencing us. And so these patterns are crucial to our evolution, to our survival, and to who and what we truly are. And so when we are in nature, those patterns get to resonate with us. They get to resonate as a part of us in the sense of our very, very elementary um, being of who we are. But when we take ourselves reinforced. Yeah, but when we take ourselves out of nature. Now we lose that very, very foundational and intrinsic resonant structure of who and what we are. And that's the natural element. And this is why I believe many cultures up to just a few hundred years ago, when they built monuments and temples and buildings, they always used natural resources. They used granite and limestone and these types of things and wood. And the reason they did is because it harnessed that resonant effect of nature. It transpired nature back into the bean and this is why they would say the cathedrals were meant for for a healing and this is why they had the bells on top and this is why we see all these ancient monuments that were carved within stone 
because they they harness and kind of echo chamber that natural resonance of the earth and now we've switched that all out with with concrete and steel and 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 you know man man formed i don't want to say man made but man formed types of material 100 percent, dude oh yeah wow that's fascinating i'm gonna have to do a little google search i wrote in my notes there the elephant thing that's amazing yeah so Interesting enough, today's episode is called We the People, and there's a lot of reasons why I say we the people. Um, we can go into the Declaration of Independence that says that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are formulated and instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends... It is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and institute a new government laying its foundation on such principles and organize its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety happiness. And so then it goes on, though, and it says here, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object, which object is capitalized, invinces a design to reduce them under absolute depotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government. And my question for everybody out there is right now we have Congress, which is voting on this debt deal. And we have a little over 41 congressmen who vowed to say no and vote no. But that's not nearly enough because they have bipartisan support. Um, the Republicans didn't even negotiate. They just caved. McCarthy, um, he basically went directly back to the establishment. This is what he was warned about by MTG and by Matt Gates. They have what's known as the Jeffersonian motion, which means that they can call upon a vote of Speaker of the House at any point in time while Congress is in session, and they can re-vote for Speaker of the House. And if he does not have enough votes, then a new Speaker will be brought about. And this was the one threat that, that they brought against McCarthy. And it, Matt Gates, I just I just saw Matt Gates on, on Twitter saying, this is a huge victory. And he's talking about the canceling of a drag show on an Air Force base. And I'm like, that's not a huge victory. The huge victory is when you stand up tomorrow and you get your ass up there and you, you stand up and say, and I'm calling in the Jeffersonian motion and you get McCarthy to stand down. And we stop this bill from ever happening. It should have happened today. It should have happened before this vote ever happened. As you call in the session, the Jeffersonian motion, you go in there and you remove him from Speaker of the House, and that puts all deliberations on hold. And then what happens is, is you go back to the drawing board and you say, this deal isn't happening. Because that's the power that those 40 in the Freedom Caucus had, and they just pissed it away. And this goes back to the same damn reason I've been saying this whole time. Hmm. They don't give a shit. They are the establishment. They all are. The 40-something in, in the Freedom Caucus, yeah, they're speaking for the minority in Congress, but the majority of the people. And they have the right and the ability to go out there and represent the constituents of the United States and go out there and say that this is a bad deal. We shouldn't do this. Renegotiate it. And nobody listened. And from that right there, from that specific point, Right there. We know that they no longer work in the favor of their constituents and no longer work in the favor of the American people, which means that the American people, we the people, no longer hold the power within the federal government. And I'm wondering if we even hold any power within the state government. 
which means that we no longer live in a constitutional republic. We live in a democracy, a democracy that has no will of the people whatsoever, but a will derived from only the bureaucrats and the elected officials or selected officials that organize that power structure. This is where Rome was at at its, lattice, at, at its last points before its collapse. And this is all being done on purpose. And I have to wonder, what is the real agenda behind all of this? Do mm. these people know this bigger, darker secret that is really playing out on this planet? And that's why they just don't give a shit about what you, me, and everybody else thinks? Is that why they just will go out there, they'll sell their souls, they'll sell their children, they will sell freaking American people off, and they'll gain money and power in the meantime, and they'll have no repercussions from the Department of Justice, but they'll just let it all go. Because here's the thing. The American people, they're pissed. The American people, they're ready to fight back. And I don't mean with words, okay? Like here in Minnesota, for instance, there's a large Muslim community here in Minnesota. There's a lot of Somalians. There's a lot of Northern Africans. This very, very small fringe minority are the ones that are actually out there petitioning and getting this radical ideology pushed in the place. And from my insider here in Minnesota, from what I've heard, what they do is they go in the mosques, which is illegal. They go door to door, which they can do. But what they're doing is coercing these people because most of these people have friends or relatives that are here maybe illegally or they believe they don't know the United States laws too much. And they'll threaten them with turning them into the authorities if they don't vote this specific way. They're the oh, ones wow. that go out there and get them registered as Democrats. They'll go into the mosques and the, the Iman in the mosque will come out and say that you're all going to vote this way because this is what Allah wants. And they don't want to do it. They don't want to vote for these school boards. They're the ones standing up to these school boards saying you're indoctrinating our children and this is radical and we don't like it. Well, guess what? Those are the types of people that are going to stand up against this tyranny. It's the minorities in this country that are saying we're being told that the minorities in this country are the ones that want all of this well they're not the minorities in this country the ones who are willing to stand and fight and i mean literally fight and kick some ass for the opportunity of freedom it, it's the people that americans who have come complacent and are full of apathy that are just sitting on their ass waiting for some fucking savior to come down flying on a big old fluffy cloud shooting lightning bolts out of their ass to come save them and i'm gonna tell everybody right now that ain't gonna happen there ain't no freaking special cue that's gonna come flying out and save the fucking world the military ain't gonna do it jesus ain't coming back anytime soon god wants you to do it yourself god instilled within you the moral and the ethical foundation, the base values, the attributes to go out there and fight tyranny. And the thing is, is we have to work together. We have to come together and we have to do this ourselves. And if you're, if you go out to the cue boards like I have and you study these damn things, one thing that you find is that it's you and me that save the world. It's you and me who bring about the Great Awakening. It's you and me who rise up against the power and the authorities. It's not no special character. It's not no freaking military. You want to know what the military is as per the United States Constitution? It's you, me, the people. It is we, the people. The formulation of the Second Amendment meant that the people become the military in a time of invasion, of, of infiltration, of strife, of of. Um, depotism or whatever it might be. This is the military, you and me. It's our turn to rise. And here's the thing. The other part is talking about the hero's journey. This is what we need. This is part of our evolution as a civilization, as humanity. It's either we're going to take the knee and allow 
this oppression to fly over us and we're all going to get decapitated or gassed in a chamber or we're going to rise up, we're going to grab the sword and we're going to strike down this fucking evil where it stands and make sure that it does not happen again for millennia to come. And we're going to save this planet. We're going to save this country for my grandchildren, your grandchildren and all the children who are about to come. Like I've said multiple times before. The wise man plants seeds today for the tree that will bear shade tomorrow that he shall never see. And that is what we are doing right now. We are planting those seeds of those giant oaks where shade will be given to our future generations. And we have to stand firm in what we're doing. We have to stand up and we have to understand that we hold the ultimate power. And yes, that is the power of our fist. That is the power of our voice. That's the power of our gun. That is the power of everything that we have with inside of us. And here's the thing is the lion is still sleeping. The lion has not woken up. It has not roared. It has not done one fucking thing to wake up this nation. Other nations are out there getting their asses kicked by their governments, by tyrannies, standing up and roaring and taking to the streets day in and day out. You want to know the difference between them and us, Vince? They don't have mm -hmm. guns. We do. They don't have guns. That's why maybe we're a little bit more complacent because we don't feel it's at that point in time and need to do something like that yet. And I agree that we're not at that point in time and need to do something like that yet. But if we wait any longer, if we allow them to continue this bullshit, if we allow this absolute corrupt bureaucracy in Congress to continue putting that boot to the neck of the American people, there is not going to be a tomorrow for us to stand up and rise up. There is not going to be a future for you, me, or anybody for that matter. Because what's going to happen is the United States of America is going to crumble just like the Soviet Union did in the 1990s. The economy is going to collapse and everything else from there is going to fall down after that. And massive criminality is going to rise up in the streets within the suburb and urban areas. People are going to be homeless. They're going to be sick. They're going to be jobless. They're going to be penniless. And they're going to be begging whatever's left of that government, that tyrannical regime, for just a little bit of hope. And it's not going to come. It's going to be more boot the neck. I mean, you. I have this right pulled up right here. This is HR 645. And Trump girl sent this to me yesterday. Thank you so much for this. Hmm. What's this? Now, this was introduced in the House on uh, in 2009 to 2010, and okay. I believe it's being reintroduced. But this bill, or this bill was actually, I believe it was passed. But this bill, okay, is a, establishes National Emergency Centers Establishment Act, directs the Secretary of Homeland Security to establish at least six national emergency centers or military installations to use existing infrastructure to provide temporary housing, medical, and humanitarian assistance to individuals and families dislocated due to emergency or natural major disaster, centralized locations for the training of first responders and coordination of preparedness, response, and recovery effort. Basically, it sets up concentration camps, Vince. It sets up those camps that we've all talked about, and we already know how this operates and how this works. The WHO under Tedros just came out last week and said, oh, the next pandemic is going to be a a thousand times more deadlier. Well, that's interesting because we only seem to have a pandemic every hundred years. And you just happen to know that another one is going to be coming here in the next few months. I don't know if people saw war clandestine on Twitter today. He said, isn't it very, very interesting in the sense of this analysis of all the variants that were coming out through COVID that once Russia invaded and took out the various 72 bio labs in Ukraine, all the variants stopped. 
there's no more variants coming out. Russia oh, yeah. comes out with the military saying, oh, yeah, we found avian flu. We found all different types of viruses that they were going to utilize for bio warfare against the, the, the people of Russia. But we know it wasn't the people of Russia. We know it was the world. And see, here's the thing. We're dealing with an evil of the likes this world has never seen before. Okay? That we oh, yeah. are in absolutely biblical epic times. And you know what that calls for? That calls for people like you and me to stand up and be more than we could ever imagine to be before. This, you got to imagine, Vince, if, if people out there, if you guys believe in God, if you truly believe within your deepest being, if you believe in God, then imagine what's going to happen on the day that you actually do die, whether it's hundreds of years in the future, 80 years in the future, or tomorrow, Okay. You walk up there and you stand before God to get your final judgment. And he's going to look you in the eye. And he's going to ask you, did you live up to the being that I created you to be? Did you go out there and become that human being that I created within my own image? Have you acted godly within your actions, within your thoughts, within your mind? Have you acted godly because he created you within his image? Have you acted godly to the world around you? grabbed it by the balls and dragged it where you wanted to be? Have you gone out there and stood up for the little man, done the right thing when nobody's looking? Have you gone out there and stood up to tyranny in its face and said, no more, Satan, not today? That's the big question. Are you going to be fine with yourself at the end of your life when you go before God? Or are you going to say that I turn my face in the eyes of adversity? I turned my face in the eyes of evil. I was scared and I cowered and I ran and I hid in the corner or I waited for somebody else to make the first move. That's the big question that people need to be asking themselves because you can tell I'm fired up beyond anything else. But here's the thing. I'm fired up because people need to be fired up. People need to understand what is at risk here. Okay. The, the, the CEO of Chick-fil-A, Many yeah. people don't know this. I had I had a life before all of this. Okay, I had a life before all of this. I know Dan. <laughs> you okay? do. I do. I I met Dan many years ago. We've talked of quite a few different times, business mm. consulting, that type of stuff. Dan seemed like a good, honest man, and I'm actually composing an email right now to him. Like, what is wrong with you? Because Chick Fil A is the next. He's calling out there. White people should kneel down and shine the shoes of black people. What the fuck, Dan? Well, you're the first one can go ahead and give up your $20 million mansion over in Montana and Wyoming and you in Jackson Hole. You can give up that. You can take all that money and you can donate it to shoe shiners to go shine their shoes. Okay? Because I guarantee you, you'll be the one person who does not do that. You're just saying bullshit to maybe increase your sales in some way or get a better CEI score, what we call DEI score. And it's absolute garbage that these CEOs cower to this yeah. power above them. Because what they do is when you cower and when you act in fear, okay, you give power to that which you're acting against. Here's the thing. DEI would have zero relevance. It would have no power and authority if people didn't succumb to it, if people did not submit to it. If massive corporations said, that's stupid, we're not mm. doing that, and they just ignored it, then guess what? It goes away. They go and try something new. But instead, they said, oh, this is a great thing. Let's all jump on board with this, and let's be hypocrites and not do it ourselves. This type of world, crony capitalism, depotism within our government, communist infrastructure within our, our local and state communities, 
Okay, the indoctrination of our children in the school system, the move towards transhumanism. Oh, don't get me started on this one. I got a whole rabbit hole to go down on this part. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. When are we doing that? Because right I have now. questions. Oh, right now. Let's go. Okay, one question. Somebody sent me a message. Someone in my family. Uh, we talk about things going on politically and stuff once in a while. Just a message here or there. She sends me a message. She says, "I think they're trying to get rid. I think they're trying to get rid of the female." Mm-hmm. And this is a spiritual battle. And I said, yeah, I think there are some spiritual aspects to it. And uh, I think they're also trying to get rid of the male. What do you think? So and they're trying to get rid of identity. Period. Okay. Both. Period. So there was a, um, who was it? It was Clayton. Um, let, let me, yeah. Clayton Morris. You guys know who Clayton Morris is? Who's he? So he's a redacted podcast. This guy. So for everybody out there, this is this is Clayton. So anytime I say Clayton, that's Clayton. Everybody's seen this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's Clayton, Clayton Morris. Morris. Um, gotcha. Ma- incredible investigator. He's got a really big team, and they can do a tons of different research. Uh, this video right here: shocking new evidence, uh, shocking new Epstein paper reveal creepy targeting of children for medical experiments. This is what I've been researching. This is that dark rabbit hole. This is the thing. Is the connection between artificial intelligence, transhumanism, and missing children. Wow. Okay? And what happened is, is what we're not seeing with all this Epstein stuff come out, uh, Elon Musk getting subpoenaed, Larry Page getting a subpoena, JP Morgan getting a subpoena, all this stuff is what was really going on. Number one, we heard it yesterday from John Ramirez, former CIA um, operative, who former high-ranking member of the CIA. He said that Google was started by the CIA through InQtel, was given their Google Earth software and given their search algorithm directly by the Central Intelligence Agency. And the reason is, is because they were brought about to create supercomputers and machine learning and artificial intelligence to decipher communications, uh, to decipher communications and create communications between humans and extraterrestrials. Okay. That's what John Ramirez says. We watched this yesterday. Okay. We watched a short little video of this yesterday. And you know what? I mean, if if the memory is lacking, give me a second. I'll pull it up real quick. Um. I can probably find it pretty quick. John Ramirez. Where are you, John Ramirez? John Ramirez. There you are. Uh, here we go. Okay, here we go. Let's, let's watch this. long time, but I never thought I'd ever be able to talk about it. Let's just get to the meat, shall we? This is John Ramirez, who is a former intelligence officer for the Central Intelligence Agency. Here's John showing his career intelligence medal with his name on it and the accompanying certificate signed by then-CIA director Leon Panetta. John Ramirez is the real deal. That said, John, through a legal loophole that releases him from a non-disclosure agreement on a few things, just admitted some stuff that I never thought would become public. He admitted that Google, the same Google that you and I know and use, were given their search technology and the Google Earth function by the Central Intelligence Agency. In return for Google being the tech company that's going to translate, disseminate, and manage data transfers between extraterrestrials and humans. And here he is in his own words. There were three items on the agenda. One was 
a historical look back at CIA's relationship with UFOs in general. That's where slide 53 was the McMinnville UFO, the famous one uh, in 1950. And that was briefed as this is an authentic UFO. And the reason why it's never been successfully debunked is because it is authentic and we know it. Number two was uh, hybrids. And number three was the future of information technology will explode. We are working with a company to disseminate and allow a dialogue of information like this and other information. John, is and this that company, company is Google. Oh, Google. Okay. Google. Because we had a relationship with Google already. We provided that- them with EarthViewer, which became Google Earth. And we provided them with search tools, which became Google Search. Furthermore, he talked about the... All right. So well, then he goes, furthermore, he talked about, 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 so talked about his visits to Area 51 and admitted that the CIA knows for a fact that the human race is a mix of primate and alien DNA and that certain bloodlines got more augmentation than others. Now, I disagree with some of this stuff, but it, it, it's mm-hmm. interesting to point out that John Ramirez is talking about Google in this fashion. Now, Google, who goes by the company Alphabet these days, has multiple different companies underneath them. Okay. And so they've bought a company called Illumina. Illumina is a company out there that was originally given a $8 billion um, investment with absolutely no regulatory approval from governments to go out there and basically decode the human genome. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So they sequenced a human genome. Okay. I- Idealia, biosciences, uh, incorporated in 2015 is headquartered in San Francisco. Um, it is synthetic lethality focused precision medicine oncology company, especially in the discovery and development of targeted therapeutics using molecular diagnostics. Oh, interesting. Beam therapeutics. Uh, Massachusetts-based biotech company that develops precision genetic medicines to combat serious diseases in the United States. One of their main focuses of beam therapeutics is longevity, aging. Okay, uh, Monterosa Therapeutics, uh, incorporated in 2019, headquartered in Boston, pharmaceutical biopharmaceutical company focused on the development of novel small molecule precision medicines. Okay, uh, let me see here. 23andMe, we've all heard of 23andMe, which uh, Sergey Brin's mm-hmm. wife, who is the CEO of Google's sister, is actually the CEO of 23andMe. Interesting enough. It's almost like they created that company again and they collect consumer DNA and they sell that information. We have Sana Biotechnology incorporated 2018 biotech company focusing on utilizing engineered cells as medicine. The company develops ex vivo and in vivo cell engineering platforms for various therapeutic uses. Uh, We have another one. Um, Toast wasn't the one I was looking for here. Um, Adagio Therapeutics, Massachusetts bioclinical stage biopharmacal company, develop and commercialization of antibody-based solutions for infectious diseases. Oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, We have uh, another one here, Relay Therapeutics, um, engaged in transforming the drug discovery process with a focus on small molecule therapeutic discovery and targeted oncology and genetic disease information. So that's just a few of them. Okay, that, that's a few Gosh. of hundreds. But what did you notice about those companies? Every single one of them deal with small-scale nano-targeted genetic-type technology in medicine. 
Okay. Yeah. Now, if you go listen to Larry Page, you go listen to Sergey Brin. What are their ambitions? They, Larry Page's words. This is directly from Elon Musk. Elon Musk was great friends with Larry Page. He had been to his house multiple times. Was at his house, and him and Larry Page were having a party, and Larry Page was talking to him about, about artificial intelligence. And Larry Page says, "I want to become a god. I want to live." forever and i will do everything it takes to do that so now think about this google's algorithm and google's companies as well as jeffrey epstein jeffrey epstein spent over 500 million dollars targeting various different types of children and i have some notes that uh someone brought for me here so we have uh various different organizations created by jeffrey epstein uh, Epstein uh, said he wanted to engage children early uh, early on to train them in specific programming that would run artificial intelligence servers meant to power the algorithms. I, I'm not. This is legit. Epstein said that he wanted to engage children early on to train them in specific programming that would run artificial intelligence servers meant to power the algorithms. He so, did this by funding various initiatives in the Virgin Islands that targeted children, mentally ill, poor youth, autistic, abused, orphaned, and juvenile children. You got a question? How would that work? I don't understand. Yeah. Well, part of the testimony talks about how he wants to genetically sequence the Islander population. Also stated how he uh, how the genetic information could be used to determine how to educate children he wanted to uh, recruit. Epstein also, also referenced Africa, saying that he did a lot of work there and that this is fertile ground for experimentation. Okay, Th this is just like the beginning. So, excuse me. One of his main companies that he did this through was a company called Southern Trust, which was created in 2012. Uh, consulting services, data mining, biomedical and financial information, DNA, DNA data mining firms, searching for clients among big banks, big pharma, pharma using people's genetic sequencing to determine which drugs, which, uh, which work best on them. So they're utilizing data from all these biotech companies, including 23andMe, attributing that data secondarily. So if someone sends in their DNA to 23andMe, they got their address, they got their name on there, you cross-correlate that, that data to Google search algorithms. And you can see how DNA can be influenced by digital data. That's just one part of this, okay? Um, so now they can data mine these people's information specifically. What are they searching? What are their health problems? All these types of things. They can get a full plethora of, of health information just by knowing that person's Google search, which Google is providing this information to these companies so they could use so that they some other companies tie into southern trust uh prominent banks such as edmund de rothschild's group gave millions of dollars to this company in contracts um former attorney general of the virgin island uh so denise george is a former attorney general of the virgin islands fired after filing the epstein and jp morgan case um had another case targeting epstein, uh, epstein a few years prior her lawsuit along with one filed in the new york times referred to Southern Trust as a key part of Epstein's criminal activities, not a part of what he was charged with in 2019. So then Google co-founder Sergey Brin and Larry Page both subpoenaed by the Virgin Islands. Larry Page cannot be found. I think he's dead. Uh, trying wow. to get through Google parent company Alphabet to find him as he is on the board. Virgin Islands struggles to subpoena Larry Page. Obviously, this is uh, known. Google has intelligence connections since its inception. This is the CIA, as we just talked about. Julian Assange had pointed out that Google is not what it seems and is operating its own intelligence agency that was working directly for the State Department. 
They have another company called the New Albany Company, which was compiled and created between Epstein and Les Wexner. Les Wexner, obviously indicted on child trafficking, human trafficking charges. Epstein was partner and invested money into it, owner of the land where a large Google data center sits. So this company, New Albany Company, owned by Lex, Les Wexner and Jeffrey Epstein, owned the land that a large Google data center is placed on. Guess what else they probably had underneath it? I'm pretty sure they had tunnels underneath this. Southern Trust Delta uh, um, was in the deal for the data mining through Google through that facility. In 1998, Epstein went to Russia and visited high schools and elementary schools, scouting out children who were gifted in math and science. Um, who's Benjamin Kortzel? Um, he has a tab, uh, ties to a lab created in Ethiopia, which was funded by Epstein. Epstein also funded Goetzel's work. Head of Humanity Plus, formerly of the World Transhumanistic Association, also funded by Epstein. Um, chief scientist at Hanson Robotics, produces human-like robots. We've all heard of Hanson Robotics. They're number one right next to Boston Dynamics. One of those being Sophia. Remember Sophia Robot? This is who Goetzel's work is. Also teamed up with blockchain company Cardano. Uh, Bill Gates is involved in this. This is why he was subpoenaed. Bill Melinda Gates Foundation was not mentioned in the testimony, but it was involved in the efforts to finance education in the Virgin Islands in the United States. Also did massive amounts of work in Africa, direct ties to ID2020, the Digital Identity Alliance, um, utilized for targeting vulnerable populations, worked over uh, overtly with a charity that was accused of child abuse and child sexual assault, utilized digital ID programs for stateless people in Southeast Asia. If the stateless people wanted access to food and medical care through the charity, they had to participate in the digital ID program and surrender the biometrics. This is the same type of thing that's been going on in Ethiopia. Epstein was trying to have genetic data, educational data, financial data, and medical data all tied together directly into one gambit. And this is what I was trying mm. to say. These organizations of data mining 23andme is they're tying data and information directly to your genetic sequences all of this is going on even after epstein's death and many of these other companies are going out there we have no idea who they are um another you remember the welcome trust well welcome trust is now known as the welcome leap uh they're trying to create a DARPA equivalent within private organization through philanthropies. During the mm -hmm. Obama administration, they bought the head of the DARPA, or they brought the head of DARPA, Regina Dugan, um, in to work for them. She also worked at uh, what is it, uh, Warehouse Eight at Facebook that helped create VR and Oculus. She also worked at Google, um, basically Google's DARPA equivalent has a program that is trying to map infant and child's brains by subjecting them to eye tracking technology and other invasive surveillance technology. Oh, I'm not joking on that. This is how real this stuff actually is. What are we talking about here? Let me go into here. And that's not it. That's not it. Nope, that's not it. Damn, where is it? Oh, there it is. It's called In Silico. In Silico Review, the, uh, the ambitious project to recreate the human brain. And the way that they're doing In Silico Review is basically going in there and doing all different types of scans and, and various different types of data mining on these children at Ugh. the infant stage. Uh, the program um, that is trying to, okay, so they're trying to make artificial intelligence that is just like a child's brain. Jeremy Farrar, founder of the Welcome Leap, now chief scientist at the World Health Organization. So these people at the Welcome Leap is now one of the chief scientists at the WHO, the World Health Organization. Gorchol is heavily invested in this type of technology, and Epstein was likely 
um, well, considering to fund this type of information. So what does this all have to do? Well, these people want to be gods. They believe that technology can grant them that ability, but they're having problems. The problems that they're having is technology cannot necessarily integrate into the body right? You put a different heart into someone's body, the body's going to reject it because it's just, it's the immune system will start to attack it. The same thing with various types of technology. So you got to learn to trick the body to accept this technology. Now, here's the thing is if you go out there and you start stealing adults, well, you, I guess you can do the experimentation on them, but you basically got a one-stop shop. But if you go out there and you start taking in children, you start bringing in children who have fresh stem cells, whose bodies are mm -hmm. growing, their bodies have adaptability. They also get the work for this other program to where they have this Delta state brainwave pattern from the age of infancy to seven years of age to where you can create them into any liking that you want. Not only that is you can do various types of experimentation on them, implement computer chips into their brains. Their brains will fully heal and adapt the technology. Ooh. Where do the 85,000 children go in the United States? Where are the hundreds of thousands of children in the United States going? 800,000 yeah. children go missing each year. Where are they going? What about the children from Epstein? What was he really doing? Was, was sex trafficking a cover for actually taking these children and moving them into medical experimentation for uh, longevity research? for immortality research, and for transhumanism, which was cyborg creation, cloning, as well as implementation of technology into the body. I wouldn't doubt it, dude. And whenever I start thinking about this kind of stuff, I think about Elon Musk and his boring company and the tunnels that he could have been making all these years, mm -hmm. or that he has been making. You know, whenever, whenever Elon Musk is asked about this boring company, which is called The Boring Company, he's always like, oh, you know, that's really boring. That's kind of his running joke. Oh, it's boring. We don't want to talk about that. So Roxy said you cannot transfer consciousness. And I kind of agree with you on this. Uh, the one thing that they're right. trying to do is mm -hmm. develop. So basically what they want to do is they want to. So they map the human genome. genome okay. Yes. But think about the human genome as a compressed data file. Sure. Right. So for anybody out there who doesn't know how uh data works in the sense of data compression is let's say that I have uh, a binary code zero zero one zero zero. And let's say that that binary code re repeats 20,000 times within a, a computer code. So compression works by taking that and replacing that piece of code, putting that code in a ledger. And let's say that it equals a one. And so what it'll do is every time that that is supposed to meant to be in the code, they'll just replace it with a one, which the ledger knows is supposed to be that string of code. And so you have these strings of compression that come about. Well, when you look at like the genetic genome in the code, you can't see what the data is going to manifest as all you can see is a compression mechanism that the data has been compressed into. So what you have to do is you have to have a functionality to observe how DNA is going to express itself under various different types of epigenetic and environmental conditions. Okay. So once you're able to go in there and you can look at a, a set of cells within a infant or a child, which are very young, they don't have abnormalities. They, they don't have excess environmental toxicity. They haven't been inundated with bad diet, all these types of things. And you can watch how these cells interact and react to an engaged environment. Now you can start mapping not the genetic sequencing, 
but the expressive sequencing of those cells and those proteins in the sense of what they're going to create and what they're going to do under various conditions. This is what they're doing specifically, because once you begin to map that type of, of, of biomapping, now you can start designing nanotechnology. Now you can start de de designing various technologies that integrate with those biological functionalities to where they don't impose a risk or a threat to those biofunctions. And so you can implement a chip into the body and the chip will give off a resonant frequency that is going to be conducive with the environment around it. And as long as everything's in harmony, the immune system's not going to attack it and it'll attach on it like it's an adapted piece of an organ or something of this nature. Actually, one of the first people in the world, I forget his name now, that had an artificial limb, he mm -hmm. um, basically he was deaf. And what he did is they, they put an antenna, they put a chip in his brain, he had an antenna that came up and he considered his antenna an organ and people would touch it and he would get weird sounds and stuff. It converted wow. sound into, uh, sorry, it converted, yeah, it converted electromagnetic energy into sounds in the pictures. He was blind. But it, it was an organal extension. But there's a lot that they have to learn from these types of things. So what we Whoa. see here <clears throat> is they're utilizing, I believe, they're utilizing children, most likely in underground facilities, probably under Google data centers and old military installations. And they're doing this high-level um, genetic, not genetic, cellular mapping, molecular mapping of how epigenetic conditions express various genetic codes and which ones of these are most fe feasible for uh, transition into technologies, as well as how to increase longevity and obtain a state of immortality. Because if you think about it, let's say that they figure this out and they have this genetic sequencing. Now yeah. what they do is they utilize mRNA technology and they begin giving themselves treatments that change their genetic structure towards what is going to be conducive to take in this type of technology. They hook themselves up in the system. They inject their nanobots. The nanobots go in there and they start repairing all their cells just like uh, – stem cells do and these people can now become the uh braxics of jupiter ascending and have obtained immortality through technology fascinating dude holy moly wow. yeah no wonder they don't want that to come out do you think it will or are we just you know well you know should we allow mortality? I mean, obviously, it's extremely unethical to experiment on people, let alone children. Um, so, with that, I mean, shouldn't this just shouldn't this just be left alone and just? Is there, or is there I, an ethical know, way to get to get there? Is it ethical to not, live forever? All these things. That, that's not my job questions. to determine. I can just gauge it upon a moral and ethical factor, right? And to yeah. me, that's morally and ethically wrong. Absolutely. Now, do, do you remember Erin Valenti? No. She was the CEO of Tinker Ventures out of Utah, um, a, data, a data development, computer development, web hosting company. Um, she was invited to Silicon Valley back in 2019. I feel like they might have had 3D printers, too. Yes. Yeah. So they had all different types of things. So she goes and attends this conference in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. um, she goes missing halfway through. She calls her father in a massive panic and tells her father, we are in the matrix. It's all a oh game a thought experiment. 
Okay. They find her a few hours later, dead in her car. Do you know what her um, cause of death was ruled? What? Um, natural causes due to an episode of, uh, due to a manic episode. Yeah, I've never natural heard of that. causes due to a manic episode. Now, That's not real. She, she's in a Silicon Valley. She's at a tech conference. Mm. There's some high-level figures there. What did she see? Imagine that she goes to this place and she's hanging out with someone powerful. She was a beautiful lady. Hanging out with someone powerful. And he was about to get a tour. And she he goes, why don't, you, why don't you come with me, Aaron? We're going to make you famous and I trust you. He takes her into some tunnels underneath San Francisco and he shows her these laboratories where they're cloning human beings and they're working on children and they're doing all of these types of things. You would come out of that thinking what? You live in the matrix. Yeah, especially especially if it's if it's advanced, if they've made leaps and bounds with this research over the years, it could very it could be very advanced at this point. It could be. And, and, you know, here's here's the thing. <clears throat> we don't know necessarily what the truth is, but we got a taste and a flavor of it. We're, we're beginning to understand more so than not what is really happening here. And so with all of that, we're coming to the understanding we cannot trust government. We cannot trust our elected officials. And I don't care who it is. You can't trust them. Um, that elections no longer matter. True. Okay. Yeah. And that, in a sense, we are on our own and they are bringing about some type of societal collapse. And the reason is, is because I've talked about this in the sense of optimization theory mm-hmm. is that when a system begins a process of reoptimization, moving from one point of optimization to a new point of optimization, it mm-hmm. has to reconfigure itself. And this is what we consider chaos. This is what the occultists call order out of chaos, auto ab chaos. Right. And this comes about from a system reorganizing itself to move to a new state of optimization. The interesting thing is, is that new state of optimization can be influenced in the sense of its structure, its design, its polarization. And this is what is trying to be done right now, because there's a natural cycle being inflicted upon all of humanity that is moving us towards this natural state of evolution. And this is why the system is breaking apart and we're moving in towards this new kind of age, this new world. But see, they don't want that. That's why you're going to see massive implementations of fear, massive implementations of of false flags. They're going to try to crush and crumble society because they want you scared. They want you in the corner weeping and, and crying to your government for help. And we've talked about this massively on this show. And I don't want to be the bearer of doom and gloom, but I think everybody here understands that these people will never give up power. If they're going to go to the extent to take children into underground facilities and do genetic testing on infants to seven-year-olds and integrate various technologies on them and, and do these, these horrific acts of science that is taking human life and they're preying on the weak and the vulnerable, that they could give two shits about you and me and they will nuke this planet before we ever hold them accountable for what they're doing. Knowing that, we look at what's happening in the world in the grand scheme of things. 
we can understand why <clears throat> the firestorm event is the most likely scenario that is actually unfolding right before our eyes. And this is why we have false flag alerts that are going on. The Department of Homeland Security just recently came out and said that right-wing extremism and Russia, uh, Russian operations are going to start attacking U.S. infrastructure. So my thoughts to you is have an emergency power backup. Have some extra gas or propane. Have a way to heat your house if you need heat. Have a way oh, yeah. to get out there and, and get electricity to your house because it is freaking coming. They are going to do something to the electric grid. That is absolutely pertinent that it, that is coming. Now is the time to worry about winter, by the way. When it gets cold, it's too late. Yeah, generators are on uh, on sale right now. Oh, yeah. Now is the time to prepare for winter. Um. Gosh, Woo. that's wild, Josh. That is some wild stuff, and uh, I might have nightmares tonight. But I appreciate the information. Got a little. That's bit of why they here. called me Redford Pillis. <laughs> Redford Pillis at your service. <laughs> Who is Redford Pillis? Redford Pillis. I don't know. All right. So, do we have a final vote yet? Do we know? Uh, totals are 303 yay, 111 nay. Uh, and that's, I think there's about 10 more votes, nine more votes Traitors. or something. Yeah. Traitors, people. Traitors. And if Matt Getz doesn't stand up and remove McCarthy from Speaker of the House, then you understand that this is nothing more than a dog and pony show. That they're the, the two wings of the same freaking bird. And you know what? I, I saw Ann Vandersteel today said that, uh, you know, the, the system is beyond repair. It's broken and we, you know, we need to tear it down. I said the system was designed this way. The system has been designed this way since a minimum of 1864. It was always meant to be this, this place, this yeah. house for the rich and the wealthy to instill their will onto mm -hmm. the plebes of the people. The only difference between <clears throat> 1778 and or let's say the only difference between 1792, the first year of the United States Constitution, and today, is that the plebes, the poor of the world, have a better the people of the poor of this country have a better state of living than the people then. The people then had to be free because they had to have discipline to go out there and survive, to stake their own land, to build their own house, to grow their own food, to kill their own kill their own animals. Today, that's all done for you. The system really hasn't changed much. It's still the rich, the powerful, the bureaucracy that is in charge and in control, and they will continue to be in control as long as we allowed them. And I know that I sound unlike nobody else you've ever heard before. And the reason is, is because nobody's going to tell you this shit. Nobody's going to tell you that, that this has been one con job since the beginning. This has always been about bringing about a, a, tyrannical state, at least for the last hundred years. I believe that the original founders of this country, they had good intentions in mind. But you know what? That was in 1776, 1777. And by 1792, we were still under the Articles of Confederation until the Constitution came in. Once the Constitution came in, we had our first president, George Washington. And you know what? The country had problems. It had funding problems. In the first year of its existence, after the Coinage Act came out, the United States of America took money from private organizations, one of them being the East India Company, the EIC, 
whose flag looked eerily sim similar to our current flag today. They were a British company. They ruled over the heroin trade, the tea trade, and the slave trade. Uh, the East India companies, one of their board of directors members was Baron Hamilton, who was the uncle to Alexander Hamilton. Gosh. There's a very dark side to the history of this country that many people don't talk about. The aristocracy ruled this country from the get-go. It never changed. They were taking money in from the aristocracy within England, within Europe. That is, it was the French aristocracy that really originally funded the, the revolutionary war against England. I mean, we have to be smart about what we're talking about here, is that humanity has never been free. We've had glimpses of freedom. And here's the thing, is most humanity would not survive being free. And the reason I say that is because freedom comes with a certain level of self-respect, self-love, a massive amount of discipline and responsibility. And those are just four things that the majority of Americans lack today. Not you, not me, but the majority of Americans. Because most people fail in the eyes of adversity when it confronts them. Most people cannot go out into this world and start from scratch and make it, make it to a point of success. That's the thing. That's what freedom is. Freedom is the ability to carry yourself through life, not to just survive, but thrive. That's how what freedom gets you. And you need an innate level of discipline incorporated within your mind, your body, and your soul in order to do that. You have to see the game, understand the game, and know how to damn well play the game like a professional. And here's the thing. I don't want to play their game. I just want to have a nice piece of land. I just want to build on it. I want to you know, get off the grid, and I just want to live and be by myself. But here's the thing. They will never leave you alone because that is the slave system that they put in place. And it's not going to change until you, me, and everybody else rise up and demand that it change with our fist and with our gun. And I'm not saying that we need to rise up right now with our gun. We're not calling for violence or anything of that nature. But I'm saying that the way this is progressing, it's leading that way. It's getting to that point where people are thinking, okay, shh, shh, go to the lake, grab my guns from that boating accident, <clears throat> because people are running out of options. And another half of the people, they believe that some magical savior is going to come out of the woodwork and save them all. JFK Jr. is coming back, and he's going to save yeah. us, or... Or Q yeah. in the in the Patriots. Look, Q in the Patriots was a psychological warfare operation directed towards the patriotic community and the Christian community and the conspiracy community to wake people up, to get them on the right track of information and to basically take back the idea of what information was and restore the media to the American people and to the people of the world. It did its job and it, and it absolutely 100% has done what we what we expected it to do. It has reestablished a media within the world that is actually out there talking about real stuff and getting real factual information out to the people. That's what I believe Q was, and that's why I don't think that Q is some magical person behind the scenes that's going to come out and has some amazing powers, and that's going to strike the fear of God into the deep state. It's just not going to happen. If it could have, it would have happened between 2016 and 2020, but it didn't. There's a lot of battles that were played. There's a lot of battles that happened, but guess what? This is a battlefield. You win some battles, you lose some battles. That's what happens in a war. We are at war right now with the face of of evil and evil will not back down because this is their last great hope 
humanity has one big stand. We have the ability right now to change the tides of the future, to restore order to this world, to bring back an era of peace and prosperity, a golden age, starting here in the United States of America and ushering out throughout all the nations of the world. All we have to do is unite, speak, rise up, and utilize the power that God has instilled within us to become better than what we are right now. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. All right. So NASA has held its first public historic UFO hearing today. The agency unveils the first findings from the study of into unidentified craft in our skies and oceans. The Pentagon chief mm -hmm. finally admits metallic orbs have been seen all around the world. They don't know what they are. They don't know where they're coming from. They don't know how they operate or work, how they work. Um, they all but said that they said they're real and we have no idea how they're operating. That's basically yeah. what they just said. Which I find incredibly fascinating. I, because I, I find it hard to believe. Obviously, they've probably recovered some of these things and reverse engineered some aspects of them. Maybe they're just not the ones in the know, but someone knows. Well, it's interesting you said that. I got I to check out the weaponization um, podcast. <clears throat> but apparently the last whistleblower that they had uh, that they're doing on the weaponization podcast, Jeremy Corbell's podcast, is a whistleblower of exactly that. Ooh. Is that he worked on reverse engineering programs for the U.S. government. He has recently retired and has come forth. Now, one of the interesting things is that Congress and NASA are passing legislation that basically opens up for whistleblowers in this sector and not only does it open up for whistleblowers in the sector, it gives them complete immunity and then also will find them or throw them in jail if they don't come forward because they're utilizing black budget money, which is illegal. Oh, yeah. I heard you mention that before. That's interesting. That's happening. Things just get wilder and wilder. Yeah. What's, what's even getting wilder and wilder? Let's listen to this here. John Kirby today. Let's listen to John Kirby today. Person, uh, the press office. You can ask it to come. I'll, well, I'll, I'll take that question. Why don't you ask? Okay. All right. I'll I'll go to the second one. I'll ask you the press. Freedom Korean and uh, John, I'll ask you the international polling question. Uh, there have been many developments in the House investigations into the first family international business dealings recently. Uh, there's one committee trying to get an FBI file alleging that President Biden took bribes. There's another IRS whistleblower who's alleging there's a cover-up in the investigation. Amid all of this, there was a Harvard-Harris poll this month that found that 53% of the public, including a fourth of Democrats, believe, quote, Joe Biden was involved with his son in an, in an illegal influence-peddling scheme. Uh, there's, of course, evidence that the president interacted with his relatives, associates from China, uh, Mexico, causing and Russia and Ukraine. Uh, so what do you say to the majority of Americans who believe that the president is himself corrupt? The president has spoken to this. Uh, the president has spoken to this. Uh, and there's nothing to these claims. And as for the, 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 the whistleblower issue that you talked about and uh, um, and the, the, the document, I, I, I believe the FBI has spoken to that. And you're going to have to go to them on that. 
What a piece of shit. See, this is the type of stuff that these people should be held liable for. He just lied there to the press and the American people, and he will not be held yeah. accountable for that line. And that's absolutely atrocious. Uh, what else did we have today? We had uh, FBI Director Ray admits that the FD 1023 Biden bribe document exists. He did this in front of Congress today. Admits that the document exists. Today, Director Ray confirmed the existence of the FD 1023 form, alleging that then Vice President Biden engaged in a criminal bribery scheme with a foreign national. However, Director Ray did not commit to producing the document subpoenaed by the House Oversight Committee. While Director Ray, after a month of refusing to even acknowledge that the form existed, has offered to allow us to see the documents in person at FBI headquarters. We have been clear that anything short of producing these documents to the House Oversight Committee is not in compliance with the subpoena. If the FBI fails to hand over the FD 1023 form as required by the subpoena, the House Oversight Committee will begin the contempt of Congress proceedings. How about this? Just do it. Just stop. Stop saying you're going to do something and then just do it. You've given this guy months, months. His first deadline was May 8th, and he didn't come through. He said, oh, this document doesn't exist. Now he's telling me the document exists. And if you want to see it, come on over to the FBI, but you can't see any evidence. Fuck this. Hold him in contempt. The next time he comes into Congress, you have the House Master at Arms arrest his ass and lock him up in the fucking Capitol jail. That's what you fucking do. That's what needs to happen. Yeah. These people are ballless, spineless motherfuckers who sold this country out a long time ago. Now, I respect Comer, and I'm hoping that Comer does the right thing, and they send a police officer from the Capitol Police over there to arrest the shit out of Christopher Ray. Because I'm just sick and tired of this crap. The FBI is holding a document substantiating that the pres vice president of the United States, now president of the United States, committed treason and sedition against this country by going into a scheme with a foreign national and his son. And the FBI is like, oh, you want to see it? Come on over here, but we're not going to give it to you. Fuck you. Do you understand that as per our Declaration of Independence in the United States Constitution, that we have the right to go in there and overthrow the fucking FBI? Like, you motherfuckers are just so damn arrogant. Like, here's the thing. Congress needs to get their fucking ass together. They need to grow balls and grow a spine and start being the people that we elected them to be. Because if they're not going to do it, we're going to do it. And we're not going to do it the fucking nice way. We're not going to be very pretty about how we go over it with procedure and protocol. Because we're going to ignore all that shit. And this is the problem with the country right now. Is nobody is holding anybody accountable. You just had fucking th this guy... Sir rams a lot. He rams a fucking U-Haul into the yeah. White House front fucking gate. Okay? They blame it on white supremacy and nationalism. It's a fucking dot Indian guy. Okay? He's 19 years old. He's mentally ill. And for six months, the FBI tracked him. They tracked him when he said that he wanted to be president. And he knew if he could occupy the White House, he'd become president. He even said... In his manifesto, that if Joe Biden's there, that he was going to kill him. And this guy went there with every intention to invade the White House and kill the president. You want to know what wow. happened to him? $5,000 fine. He's back out on the fucking street. They let him go. You have this DA from Massachusetts that goes out there in a, a voter scheme, taking money from from uh, from people and businesses and corporations and allowing Democrat candidates to commit election fraud. What does she get? A slap on the hand. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen to her. This is the problem with this country right now, is that you have 
a radical bureaucracy that runs and controls this country. They control the justice system. They control the legislative system. They control the executive system. And they don't give a shit about justice. They don't get a shit about you or me. And you know what? If they keep running like this, if this keeps pushing forward like this, they better damn well hope that they implement some massive tyrannical uh, fucking terror onto the American people and kill us all. Because if they don't, I'm telling you, there's going to be a fucking reckoning. Did somebody say Jesus? Mm-mm. <laughs> That'll get you on an FBI watch list. Man. Yeah, I mean... There's a lot of Christopher truth to what you're like, saying, man. Josh Reed, check. <laughs> <laughs> they go after mentally ill people that, you know, that's why they released that guy, by the way. They want him to act again. Corrupt. The World Health Organization has elected North Korea to its executive board. That's odd, isn't it? The country that literally starves its people. Oh, they seem like a good candidate for our executive board here at the World Health Organization. Why not let them in? Oh, well. That's weird, isn't it? Isn't that odd? Surprise. That's not odd. That's just fucking asinine. Like, blows my mind. The utter stupidity that is happening in this world. Vince, you have to get it. They have to put stupid, controllable people in positions of power for when the decisions need to be made, those people are easily controlled and manipulated. I'm surprised that North Korea got involved. They're usually so isolated and not involved, you know? Yep. Hmm. (sighs) All right. And there's a lot of other news, and I'm just worked up now. Um, today's Wednesday, so there's no after dark Q and A is tomorrow. So the after dark Q and A is tomorrow. I wanted to remind that I'm just going to take a quick break from my uh, my high blood pressure. And so the after dark Q and A is tomorrow night. Conversations on the fringe Friday. Still working on a guest, um, but then we have uh, uh, Laura Lee, who we, we had on Earth Chronicles today. She'll be with us on June 9th on Friday, which is potentially the last conversations on the fringe until we get a new schedule coming about. But I wanted to give a shout out there to everybody who's donating on the battle of the streams. Uh, this is what helps keep the red pill project alive on pilled D live rumble and Facebook. You guys are absolutely awesome. Thank you so much. Those rumble rants. They mean a lot. Uh, all those pills and, and the lemons and everything coming from D live and, and pilled. You guys are amazing. And in Facebook as well. Uh, Upstate Works celebrating a 17-month subscription streak. Thank you so much, Upstate Works. Steps to Nowhere celebrating a two-month subscription streak. And uh, Nate, Barbara Lines Matter celebrating a 13-month subscri- uh, subscription streak. Thank you so much, Steps to Nowhere and Nate. Upstate Work donated one diamond celebrating the 17-month uh, subscription streak. The coolest number. That's right, Upstate Work. Thank you so much for that one diamond. Love the Beach, two ice cream. Thank you so much, Love the Beach. Shannon, 1313, five lemon. RMRM, five lemon. And uh, thank you so much, Shannon and uh, Rum Rum. Uh, Barber's Lines Matter gifted five one-month subscriptions to users in the channel. Thank you so much, Barber's Lines Matters. RMUAFC2 gifted a cookie. I love Josh's rants. Thank you, gentlemen, for everything you do. Thank you so much, RMUAFC2. Slundog gifted a can. What's up? 
Peeps, thank you so much, Slumdog. RPG3573, one diamond, Black Jester, 101, one lemon, Grandma Five Revolt, three lemons. Thank you so much, RPG3573, Black Jester, 101, and Grandma Five Revolt. Black Jester, 101, again, another lemon, Shannon1313, five lemons, Cat24, one lemon. Thank you so much, Black Jester, Shannon1313, Cat24. Uh, we have Woke as Fuck Steps to Nowhere, donated one lemon. I don't recall 22. Uh, one lemon and Shannon thirteen thirteen two lemons. Thank you so much. Steps in nowhere. I don't recall and Shannon thirteen guys. I appreciate all the donations that come in there. You know, one of the best ways to help support everything that we do here is subscribe to the channel that you're at and cross subscribe to our other channels. Um, if you're on Rumble or whatever it is, subscribe to that channel. Make sure you're subscribed as well as head on over to redpills.tv, R-E-D-P-I-L-S dot TV. I can't even spell it, so don't worry. Um, dot TV. Go on over there, and I got to update the website here in the next few days. I will get that done. But go on over there, and there's multiple ways to support us. The best way is to put your email address. Oh, there's my email address. Put your email address in right there and hit that join button. What that's going to do is put you on our email distribution list, which you'll get an email every day with everything that's going on. If you want to support us monetarily and you just want to make a one-time donation, we have a Give, Send, Go campaign, Cash App, as well as Crypto. You can find those three right there at the top menu on the top of the page. If you want to support us by going to our sponsors, you just click that button. You go all the way down to the bottom here. And once you get to the bottom here, you're going to find uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood, Michelle and Mark Sherwood right there. Um, they have medical subscriptions that you can get with them. They got tons of different programs to work with them. You can go join that, Sherwood.tv slash RedPill. Uh, if you go to MyPillow, if you ever shop there for anything, whatever it is, use that promo code RPP to help support the Red Pill Project. Uh, My Patriot Supply. I mean, if you need those uh, those survival supplies, whatever it's Alexa Water pure, uh, Purification System, whether it's heirloom seeds, whether it's uh, emergency food supply, head on over to My Patriot Supply, redpills.tv slash patriot, redpills.tv slash patriot. Um, and we can mark off Honey Colony. You guys are still welcome to use Honey Colony. That is a good friend of mine's company, but we're no longer affiliated with them. But gold and silver, if you guys want to get gold and silver, getgoldtoday.com. Uh, this is for 401ks. You can you can transfer those into cash or see about converting them into IRAs. Get those IRAs transferred or open up a brand new IRA into gold and silver or just go out there and buy some cash. Getgoldtoday.com. Call 720-605-3900. And also, if you guys want to check out uh, Red Pill Project merch, we have two different merch shops. One of those is with Rise Attire, which is the high-quality merch. We have the Red Pill Project shirt. Um, let me go here. I can bring this up. We have the Red Pill Project shirt at Rise Attire. Um, then we have the Joe Biden uh, being controlled by the Red Hand. And then we have the Red Pill shirt there, plus some hoodies. You guys can check that out on Rise Attire. Um, then we also have... Red Pill Project uh, uh, dot online, and this is kind of where all our old merch is. Uh, what our old website, and you can find some of our older merch in there, especially with our uh, our Freedom Slavery shirt and Hunter didn't kill himself and Biden's laptop matters and uh, Epstein didn't kill himself shirts. So all that stuff is over there. So much appreciated for everybody who supports us as well. The other way to support us is going over to socialredpill.com. Socialredpill.com. You can support us with a subscription over there. With the subscription, you get the Zooms that are every night and that we do the Q&A um, as well. So much appreciated for all the subscribing members as well. If you don't want to be a subscribing member, you can join for free and take part in the conversation on over there. All right. It's not Thursday, Hillbilly Jack Hill. So tomorrow is Thursday where we'll do the chest and the scratch. And we only do that once a week. So it builds up for you guys. Plus, makes you guys stay in there and watch on Thursdays. 
Vader gifted a ship and said, boom. Thank you. Boom. Thank you so much, Vader369. We got the ship. Thank you so much, Vader. That's awesome. You're massive. Mike Pence is set to announce his 2024 presidential election bid. He didn't want to do it in Iowa because he didn't want to get booed off stage. And so this is nothing but showboating right there. Um, so Senate votes to advance the repeal of Biden's student debt relief plan. Um, interesting. This is going to be the repeal. And uh, the U.S. Senate will consider a joint resolution to overturn President Joe Biden's student debt relief program. In a 51 to 46 vote, the chamber approved the motion to take up the resolution on May 31st, opening the door to congressional rebuke and nullification of Biden's one-time student loan forgiveness program. Interesting enough, he doesn't have so he doesn't even have his partisan support on this, which is interesting. Um, good. <laughs> good. Uh, West uh, Virginia and West Virginia governors are sending National Guard troops to the Texas border. A little too yeah. late, considering they just had that massive inflow the last uh, few weeks. But <laughs> hey, why not? Right. I like to wait until it's too late. But well, did you see what happened in Chicago? There, a Chicago resident has torched the new mayor. How dare this mayor and the city council have the guts to give immigrants fifty-one million dollars? Pass the city of uh, Chicago's reparations order. We didn't have the luxury or the opportunity to cross the border. We came over here being raped, stolen, beaten, and chained to the bottom of ships. And you give migrants, immigrants, $51 million. So this is the lefties now turning on the lefties. And we knew that that would happen. So that could be a, uh, a heaven send right there is that, hey, look, you know, the, the lefties don't like the lefties either. No. No, they don't. And they're organized. Gosh, they could start seeing through this too. Some of them. So this was kind of interesting. I was, uh, I saw this, and I kind of like this. I, I think that this would be really cool. Let's, uh, let's listen to the Donald Trump here talk about this. Three years from now, the United States will celebrate the biggest and most important milestone in our country's history. 250 years of American independence. What a great country. And we have to keep it that way. But that's why, as a nation, we should be preparing for a most spectacular birthday party. We want to make it the best of all time. Here is my plan to give America's founding in 1776, the incredible anniversary it truly deserves. On day one, I will convene a White House task force called Salute to America 250. It will be responsible for coordinating with state and local governments to ensure not just one day of celebration, but an entire year of festivities across the nation, starting on Memorial Day 2025 and continuing through July 4th, 2026. Second, I will work with all 50 governors, Republican and Democrat alike, to create the Great American State Fair, a unique one-year exhibition featuring pavilions from all 50 states. It'll be something. The Great American State Fair will showcase the glory of every state in the Union, promote pride in our history, and put forth innovative visions for America's future. My hope is that the amazing people of Iowa will work with my administration to open up the legendary Iowa State Fairgrounds to host the Great American State Fair and welcome millions and millions of visitors from around the world 
to the heartland of America for this special one-time festival. Together, we will build it, and they will come. Third, alongside the Great American State Fair, we will host major sporting contests for high school athletes. These are great athletes, wonderful athletes from fantastic high schools all around the country. These Patriot Games will allow young Americans from every state to show off the best of American skills, sportsmanship, and competitive spirit. Fourth, I will sign an executive order to bring back our National Garden of American Heroes, which we want to build very badly. Commission artists for the first 100 statues to populate this new statuary park honoring the greatest Americans of all time. Fifth, as President, I will invite the leaders and citizens of nations around the world to visit the United States in honor of our 250th anniversary. It's going to be great. America's tourist industry should get ready because we're going to have a lot of people coming. It will be a record year. And finally, and most importantly, I will ask America's great religious communities to pray for our nation and our people as we prepare for this momentous occasion. From the very beginning, America has been a country sustained and strengthened by prayer and by our communities of faith. As we chart a course toward the next 250 years, let us come together and rededicate ourselves as one nation under God. Thank you. Good job, Trump. I think that's about the best damn thing he said in the last week or so. And so <laughs> I love that. That was good. That that was good. And I'm I'm absolutely so if and when we can get Donald Trump back in the office and that things actually start moving and looking up forward. It's it, like like he said, the final battle is 2024. We have a lot of shit to move through before we take back power of this country. But when we do, it is going to be absolutely epic rebuilding this country and reorganizing this and getting rid of the swamp. And here's the thing is that he's going to need the American people more so than ever. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. But we also understand that there's a war that's going to have to be fought in between those time frames. Uh, yeah, it's ongoing. It's ugly. All right, guys. Hey, so we're going to end on that good note there with Donald Trump. I know it was a lot of doom and gloom tonight, but, you know, this isn't a matter of what is going to happen. It's a matter of what potentially could happen. And we have to have a perspective of what could potentially come down the road. And we have to know what's going on. And I think that that's one thing that we do here is we, we give this varying perspective of all of these things that encompass what is going on. And there's a potential that they win. There's a potential that we win. And I know you know and I know what we're all fighting for. And that we're ready to rise to the call. We're ready to grab arms if we need to. We're, we're ready to, to stand up for freedom once again in this country. And I have uh, nothing but love for everybody out there who supports us and who listens to this message and helps spread this message. You guys are absolutely amazing. Probably the best, uh, best group of people in the world is the Red Pill fam. So much love, respect. God bless you guys. Hope you guys all have a great day. We're going to see you guys again tomorrow in another episode of the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. Have a great night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal.
And uh, they call me Eye Patch McCain. <laughs> I, say it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.